This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. The average American child consumes 1,500 PB&J sandwiches before they turn 18. That number has roughly nothing to do with the podcast. I just really want to know whose job it is to track child sandwich consumption. Anyways, we're talking about the best PB&J combos, because this is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Inaidi. And Nicole, today we're talking about tracking child sandwich consumption. So okay. So when you, like, do you just put the tags on four. the kids' ears? Four. And then, what do you, what? The answer is four. <laughs> what, four, you have four children that you're tracking their sandwich <laughs> consumption habits? Maybe, I do not want to get Who are these sued. kids? Where did you Don't find these? Are they, do you know them? You ask way too many questions, uh, <laughs> man. This happen, Captain. Hey, speaking of questions, Nicole, how do you feel about PB&Js? I love peanut butter and jelly uh, sandwiches, except... Um, mine, I know, is going to be a little bit controversial. Controversial? I already okay. know people are going to be up in arms and be like, what? What I are you talking you, about, lady? I saw you make a, P- you made a PB&J about half an hour ago okay. in the kitchen for quote-unquote research. Yeah, yeah. And I hated what you did with I it. I had to get in the right frame of mind for the podcast. You know how, mm-hmm. like, people, they do push-ups before, like, they go, like, uh, like before they lift... Oh, Josh, yeah. Becky yeah, no, that's me. That's Josh. exactly what I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, people do push-ups, so they look really veiny on camera. Ahem, Josh here. Yeah, yeah. I have an old grease bucket that I do <laughs> bicep curls with, yeah. and then I do a couple different grip style of push-ups yeah. to activate different parts of my chest. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's normal. So, so I just ate a PB&J, and Josh got really offended when he <laughs> saw that I folded a single bread in half. Yeah. To eat my sandwich. If you want to make half a PB&J, which is something I often want, just a little uh, yeah. a little lanyap mm-hmm. in between the day. Mm-hmm. That's a great word, lanyap. Lanyap? What does yeah, that mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's like a Southern Creole word, I think. It just means like a little nosh. Okay. A lanyap. Anyways, you want a little lanyap in the middle of the day, and if you want a half a PB&J, I refuse to fold the bread over, and I will actually cut down the middle mm-hmm. to create two separate halves of the bread mm-hmm. because unlike a hot dog that has the bread hinge, I think when you have that in a PB&J, it messes up the ratios. I don't agree with you at all about the messed up ratios. There, what do you mean the ratios? Uh, a PB&J has to be, to me, on two separate slices of bread. I've made plenty of PBJ, PB&Js on hot dog buns. You sure. know, I'll eat whatever. Same, yeah. But my ideal, it, it has to have the same equal ratio on every single bite. That's important to me. But that's Josh, like part of my comfort. PB&J is such a comfort food. I have so, so many boring. weird little emotions. A PB&J should be boring. I don't want to be excited by my PB&J. Boring? I want to be comforted. 
I want the PBG to hug me from no. the inside out the way my father never did. Anyways, Josh. Nicole, what is? We just weren't a touchy family. It's cool. We showed love in our own ways. Um, <laughs> you said you're sorry. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Mm-hmm. You said your your ideal PB and J combo because that's what we're talking about here. Okay. What's the bread? What's the nut butter? Okay. What's the jam? Okay. Your ultimate. What are you going with? My ultimate number one most delicious peanut bu- peanut butter and jelly combo is Oro wheat whole wheat bread. Mm. Number one, which is already people are going to be up and I was like, why isn't it white bread? Because I grew up in a house that I had to be healthy in front of my mom. Yeah, we grew up in that era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Number yeah, two. Yeah, low-fat cottage cheese and yeah. oral wheat whole wheat bread from the Costco that true. was sold in two packs. True, true, true. Mm-hmm. Number two, the jam. Mine is Smucker's Raspberry Preserves with the seeds. Oh, oh, you like the—I get it. You don't like it boneless? No! You get the I raspberries want, with the bones in I them? I need the crunch. I need to know I'm eating a real fruit. You know what I mean? No, the jelly, The jelly, it's just fruit juice. It doesn't do it for me. Again, mm-hmm. it's that health. It's that weird, like, health, like, nod that I'm, like, doing. I know what you thing. mean. It's like getting the lemonade that has, like, 3% real juice in it. Yeah. And you're like, what is that going to do, yeah. you know? Uh, but, yeah, I and feel that. my peanut butter, you know, I've said it time and time again. It's Laura Scudder's. The main girl, Laura Scudder. <laughs> so that's my typical PB&J. And it is typically on one piece of bread that I fold over mm-hmm. and then really controversial <laughs> Debbie actually taught me this shout out to Debbie shout out to Debbie Debbie taught me that if you put the bread with the peanut butter on in the toaster oven the top gets like crackly and then melty and then you put your jelly on it and it's oh no you, you're a toaster no you... no no I don't toast my bread I toast the peanut butter <laughs> And the bread is nice and soft, but the peanut butter gets nice and toasty. Yeah, the peanut butter sort of melts and it gets into the crevasses of the bread. It makes it so it creates this like skin, almost like pudding. Okay. And then melty in the middle. And then they just put like a dollop, a dollop of the jam, and it's just delicious. What kind of ratios are you working with, peanut butter to jelly? I don't know. I know people I people talk think, about that. Yeah, I don't I never either. think about the ratios. It's intuitive. Of my, yeah, it's however I'm feeling. Like one day I want, you know, I want more peanut butter. One day I want like, you know, my bread to be a little bit flatter. So I kind of like squeeze it down. Like it just depends. Maybe it's the butt of the bread. Uh, oh, no, you throw that away. No. You throw away the butt of the bread. No, you save the butt of the bread for like... Uh, croutons. No, not even croutons. I'm saying for like the end of the week. I also have my like end of the week meal, which is typically like Sunday afternoon before I go shopping again, mm-hmm. where it's like, let's clean everything out of the fridge. We're just going to throw it into a pot. Uh-huh. We're going to do whatever. That's that's when the bread heels come out to play. Nice. Where I'm like, I got an old can of tuna and some vegetable scraps. <laughs> we're mashing that together. We're eating it with a bread heel. Yeah. But other than that, I, I will never make a PB&J on a bread heel. Okay. And and, and this is my honorable mention, uh, grape jelly Uncrustable. Numero no, dos. That is, man, there's something about Uncrustables that I can't stand. <gasps> the peanut butter is so gummy and hard. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't grow up on them because they were like I too expensive. I am having a moment here. I love <laughs> Uncrustables so much. Why? What is it about Uncrustables for you? They're so bad for you. What do you mean they're bad for they're you? Just ba- the, the bread is fake. I think, I think they're like generally bad for society. The bread is fake. The peanut butter is fake the jelly is fake but it's so you want to talk about being hugged from the inside that's an uncrustable being hugged from the inside is, is I guess that's how I feel about like a ham and cheese hot pocket or specifically a breakfast lean pocket well you know better that's than pure comfort yeah. for me yeah uncrustable uh, okay so your ultimate PB&J you're going or wheat whole wheat raspberry smuckers preserves with the seeds I think it's preserves in. with the seeds I think yeah. it's preserves yeah. yeah and then the Laura Scudder's peanut butter 
toasted, just the peanut butter toasted, so yeah. it melts into the crevasses. I don't bread. do that as much as I used to, but like if I'm feeling like hella nostalgic, mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. Yeah. What I love about your PB and J, it's a bit, it might be a bit controversial. A lot of people Sorry. might go under bread. I don't really know, but I agree with you on the wheat bread. But I love that there's a common theme throughout your whole PB and J, which is like a little, a little illusion of like health. Yes, hundred percent. Right? Like there's mom. every single <laughs> level of it because Laura Scudder's that's like the OG like quote unquote natural peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you get in stores, one mm-hmm. that you got to stir for like three freaking minutes, which is yeah. why I avoid it like the plague. I still have you know, it in my fridge. The 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 jam with the seeds in because you're like, well, it's basically a fruit, <laughs> yeah. and then the whole wheat bread, which has almost no. They've like done studies and found out that the whole wheat bread in stores and the white bread. Are pretty much your body reacts to it almost completely identically. Don't there's tell a tiny Shala. bit more. <laughs> Don't tell Shallow. There's more fiber. Don't tell me. There's a little, there's a little bit yeah. more fiber, but I think it's uh, there was Harold McGee did this study. Um, he was the author of Modernist Bread. Okay. Where he basically found out that like the nutrients that you find in whole wheat, mm-hmm. especially in grocery store bread, like your bo- people's bodies just aren't deficient of them ever. So it's kind of like pointless. Got it. Why we eat it? That said, I prefer the taste of it. Yeah, it just it tastes more like bread. It tastes more bread than bread. Yeah, I think it's a breadier bread. It's the it's it's the way that it looks. Yeah, you know the little the little nuts and seeds on the outside. I love the little nuts and seeds. I think they're just oats. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So there's (laughs) oats on that. So. You want me to get into mine? Go for it. Of okay. course. <clears throat> so many people took up many hobbies during quarantine. Uh-huh. One of mine was trying to build the best PB&J I could. Really? Because like I mentioned, it, it's very much a comfort food for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm feeling a little down, I'll just make a PB&J, you know, have a nice little glass of whole milk or almond <gasps> milk with it yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Even like one of the bites I'll dip in the milk just for, you know, just for laughs. Can I ask you just a for question? Goofs. Yeah, yeah. Do you drink milk out of the carton like a savage? Yeah, of course. <laughs> me too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> double check. Okay. Continue. Um, and I was also like living alone during this. And so, oh, it, I'd be like shirtless coming back from workout, slamming a whole milk. Wow. Oh, yeah. Super fun. I have an image of what that smells like. But, <laughs> but image of what I was, oh, well, you know, I don't have body odor. I have that I gene where you don't have body odor. Lucky and your you. earwax is clear and clear and crusty. Mm. Yeah, instead of wet and yellow, my earwax is just I clear. Think my mom is the same way. Really? She and I should hang out. <laughs> Me and Shella should do a workout. Like, and just like not smell very together. little body hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Lucky yeah, okay. you guys. <laughs> it's it's nice. Save money on razors. <laughs> what I did, I got really into like buying all the best nut butters on the Instacart, and so mm-hmm. I have found out my absolute ideal PB and J preparation. Nice. Starts off Dave's Killer Bread, twenty one grain. Oh, I know my what you're saying, D- oh, Josh. Wouldn't you go power seed? No, nah. Twenty one like grain. You like the power that's seed? That's fine. That's too fine. many seeds. Okay, well, too many well, seeds. Twenty one grain though. It's got that, that's enough grains. Uh, that's a lot of grains. <laughs> I couldn't even name twenty one grains, but Dave's Killer Bread puts them on there, and they do great things for hiring uh, uh, ex offenders and giving them job opportunities. The whole story of Dave's Killer Bread is just yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later. It's it's awesome. I mean, Dave's Insane. Killer Bread, they changed the game. They made, because I love Oro Wheat. Yeah, I love the too. whole Oro Wheat canon of breads. Yeah. They're double fibers, great. Even yeah. uh, the, country, the country potato. Yeah. yeah, Or whatever all, it is. Yeah, the country yeah. potato from Oro Wheat. The Oro Wheat makes fantastic bread. Uh, but Dave's Killer Bread kind of came in. They changed it. They made a wetter bread. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's, it's wetter, it's denser. There's even like more calories in it because it's just denser, denser. and wetter. Yeah. Uh, so Dave's Killer Bread, 21 grain. Bun Mama Blackberry Preserves. Oh, the okay. So the jar, mm-hmm. the jar that has the the checkerboard pattern on the top. Yep. Did you know that that uh, that person who made that jam? Um, I think they like fled Auschwitz or something. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! There's like a crazy story with that one too. I had no crazy idea. Crazy story with that. I should have looked up the stories behind all these brands. All I know is that you get the Bun Maman jam. 
Delicious. That is, it's just a delicious, high quality. And, and I've gotten all the ones from the farmer's market mm-hmm, and the nice too. organics. I've gotten the Harry's Berries, Strawberry sure. Preserves. Me too. Uh, nothing for me beats Bun Maman. And this is my fancy PB&J. And yeah. then uh, a new brand of peanut butter that I found that's like post Laura Scudders. Laura Scudders, OG. <laughs> They're the first. But then you start getting like the Justins of the world. But I found a brand that I really love called Wild Friends. It's got a picture of a squirrel on it. Uh-huh. And I use Wild Friends peanut cashew super butter with chia flax and honey. Yum. And I'll tell you that the flax adds <gasps> a savoriness to that peanut butter. Flax to me is actually a really delicious flavor. Can I ask you, is the flax ground in there or ground, like it's whole seeds? Ground into it. Yum, yum, yum. Yummo, right? That, that changes the A little the bit game. of sweetness. And, and I, mm-hmm. I don't love alternate nut butters in my sandwiches. Like, I don't love an almond butter and jelly sandwich. I'm not into that. I want the peanut, but I will say the little bit of cashew cutting through the peanut with the flax added to it, a little bit of honey. So good. But that's my fancy version. My my mm-hmm. normal comfort version is or wheat, whole wheat. Nice. Double fiber if I got it. Skippy Natural, which is a great product. <laughs> I can't not laugh at natural. <laughs> I don't. Natural. You and Trevor have literally poisoned my pure mind. <laughs> I hate you guys. What? For Skippy Natural? Oh, you or just the why. term naturals. Oh, just yeah. The, term naturals. the big Skippy Naturals out there. <laughs> no, Skippy Natural. Okay. The term natural should be banned on all food packaging. I I agree. Because One million, that's it, false. Yeah, it means nothing, right? Uh, but if you put natural on food packaging, 70% of people think that that means quote-unquote healthier. Mm-hmm. That's true. And natural means nothing. You can use it mm-hmm. with impunity. That said, Skippy Natural is better than Skippy Unnatural. It just tastes better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you might feel a little bit better about buying it. And then uh, Welch's Grape Jelly. In, in the mm. grape versus strawberry jelly... Debate. I'm going grape jelly. Raspberry. I don't. <laughs> also, do you know this? So, uh, uh, Welch actually like invented grape jelly. They like patented in the 1920s. Oh, cool. They patented the process to pr- uh, puree Concord grapes and mm-hmm. turn them into jelly. Concord grapes, same thing that Manischewitz is made out of. I love. Yo, one time I made a Concord grape popsicle. Change the game. Concord grapes are Delicious. when people say that grapes don't taste like grape candy. They're referring to like red table grapes yeah, that they're eating, exactly. but Concord grapes do. Yeah, I agree. A million they percent. taste so purple. No, no, and no, for sure. They uh, taste purple. They taste purple. <laughs> uh, and oh, also the original name for it was uh, Grapeolade, like marmalade. It was called Grapeolade. <laughs> and I don't know how we lost that to the sands of history. I'm have, so mad about that. I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Whenever you're making your PB in Jan, you're like, oh no, I have navel jam because you're English. Uh, yeah. Um, do you ever <laughs> like on the jam, miss? What do you reach for in like that event? Do you reach for like honey, like marmalade? Uh, like what do you reach for? Because I always reach for the marmalade because it's, it's the closest like. Dude, when I was thing. a kid, I used to eat peanut butter and marmalade sandwiches and like yeah, now I too. tried it recently and I just, I don't love it. I love marmalade and butter or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, me too. Um, no, I, so I will say Peanut butter and jelly is actually my alternate sandwich already <laughs> because my number one is always peanut butter, honey, and banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That To me, that is actually the best combination of things. Just fresh banana, got to be like super overripe, mm-hmm. not not to banana bread kind of squishiness, sure, yeah. but like really heavily brown spotted, uh, just some honey drizzled right over the bananas, peanut butter, and then you crush the bread down a little bit to where the honey soaks into the bread. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is the best. And then for that, Nicole, yes. what I use You wrote is, this down? What? Somebody's prepared. Yeah, dude, I, I, I want to plug the good products. Uh, Wild Friends, shout out back to Wild Friends. Okay. They have a product. It is a chocolate coconut peanut butter. 
And so oh. it's got coconut oil in it. So like if you put it in the fridge, it gets have, really hard. I have the Earth Balance version of that, and I'm obsessed with the coconut peanut butter. Dude, so so freaking so good. So good. It's like because I I mean I I dig on chocolate and banana is a great combo. Peanut yeah. butter and banana, peanut butter and chocolate, all of that works together. But I don't love Nutella just because Nutella is so sweet that it's like frosting to me, and I'd rather just have Duncan Hines frosting if I'm going that route. That's rude. And so <laughs> what I said it. You're rude. Um, no, I just Nutella. It's. It's not a nut butter. People call it hazelnut, but it's it's really just it's sugar. Yeah, it's delicious, but like if I I want the nut butter, I'm there for the nuts, Nicole. I'm there for the big naturals and the nuts. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you're gross. And so I can't, you get I can't with so you. The nut butter is like not sweetened. You get all the sweetness from the honey and from I the see. banana, sure. and then you get this almost like savory coconut chocolate peanut butter. Delightful. And that's my number one sandwich. And then once during the during the quarantine, where I was like, yo. Let's try and bridge the gap between PB&J and peanut butter, honey, banana. And so I tried to make like a banana jam. I was just going to ask you, why? how come no banana jam on shelf? Well, so bananas, <laughs> a banana jam on shelf is basically Gerber baby food, if you think about it. <laughs> so funny. And if you ever had Gerber baby food oh. banana, which I have as an adult male because yes, uh, I tried to break the baby food world record. Um, you sure did, boss. And I, I, I failed last time and That's... I'm going to come for it again. Uh, but you have to put so much citric acid in it because... Fruit, like bananas specifically, brown really sure, they heavily, oxidize right? very quickly. It's why it's hard to have a shelf-stable avocado product. And if they do, it's just plied with citric acid because they need that to get it to not brown. And so banana jam on a shelf would just be this kind of citric acidy mm. mush type of thing. But that said, I made one at home where I like really caramelized and burnt the bananas. And I hit it with like honey, sugar, and a little bit of almond milk to see if I could get some of that starch from the almonds to kind of okay, thicken, okay. Uh, and a little bit of vanilla extract, and that was really freaking good. Mm, that sounds um, really good. But that good. said, I put it in the fridge, and it just got, like, hella brown the next day. Uh, and I still ate eggs, you know, whatever. Brown's fine. Like, you tried to throw away my salad in the fridge the other day because the avocado was brown. I'm sorry. That was a bad, that was, that, was a, that was a D move, Nicole. I'm sorry. And I, you I know what I did? I mad. I picked I it. I knew you got I mad. I was mad, and I waited till now to bring it up because I dug that salad out of the trash, and I <laughs> ate it. I felt so bad. It was bad. closed in the trash, and it wasn't covered in much trash. But I ate that salad. I and, felt so And it was a tender too. green salad, which means I didn't even enjoy it. Exactly. I knew you wouldn't I like it I don't enjoy anyways, their food. I give it to you anyways, you trash raccoon. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's Sophia Franklin. And if you don't already know, listen up. My mini-series is live now, each and every Monday. And the only person missing is you. We're dating. We're dumping. We're learning. And we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Josh, have you heard of a restaurant called PB&J LA? I sure have heard of it. I've been to PB&J LA like, multiple times. I would like to know your opinion on the art because I know you're all about the artisan, artisanal nut butters and whatnot. Yes, yes, yes. These guys do it quite well, in my opinion. Yeah, so what, what PB&J LA is, this place opened, God, maybe five years ago. It's been a while. Um, and I believe the founder of Umami Burger was one of the people behind it. Um, but anyways, they, Adam they opened, Fleischman. yeah, Adam yeah. Fleischman, um, but they opened this little shack inside this big market in LA where they essentially make gourmet Uncrustables. Mm-hmm. They have a machine that they take like this brioche type bread and you can get, you know, all these different types of nut butters in there, all these different types of specialty jams. And then they have this whole menu 
of like weird specialty PB and J's, including savory ones. Like there's one with roasted tomato and arugula on it with nut yep, butter. Yeah, that's the Italian one. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. one. There's like an Indian one with like a mango chutney I and like a curry the, peanut butter. I've had almost all of them, and I love. There, there's one that's like an old fashioned one, right? They have an old fashioned one. They have a coffee one called the Red Eye. There yeah, with some... espresso mix and the peanut butter. I think it is a very cool concept. And when this place debuted, a lot of people were mad because they're like, <laughs> $8 for a PB&J, blur, da, blur, da, blur. And it's like, listen, dude, I'm a, I'm just trying to pay for happiness, you know? I got money. <laughs> no. What else am I going to spend that $8? What, if I spent $8 on a turkey sandwich, would that bring me any more happiness? Probably, mm, not. probably I, not. I find happiness in PB&Js. Yeah. Um, that said, everything I've had from there, just like it just like didn't taste good in my mouth. Mm, and it seemed sense. like they could never figure out the gourmet, uncrustable... It's an ambitious ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just an ambitious uh And there's a greater idea. metaphor in that, right? Yeah. Trying to take something that by definition to me is best when it's like heavily processed mm-hmm. and then trying to turn that artisanal because even one of the right you talk about smuckers on crustables. The way they make that is they're cutting the crust off the bread and all they do is they clamp it down to the machine mm-hmm. and the bread is so sticky and wet and sugary that it sticks together, right? Yeah. Like a, like a raviolo, like a raviolo al uovo just sticks together. <laughs> Right. But then when you yeah. try and make like an artisanal bread, mm-hmm. you know, and try and clamp it together to stick. I remember last time I went to this place, they um, tried to stick the bread together and I took one bite and then the whole thing just opened up and like gobs of artisanal jelly ended up on my pants. Oh, man. Yeah. And, oh, and I had to take the subway back and I just had jelly in my pants and it was a bad time. Um, <laughs> but no, that's that's a greater metaphor here. And that's why, like, I'm glad neither of us for our ideal PB&J were like. You get a nice artisanal brioche from your local French bakery and no. you slice that. And I've I've done that. Sure. I've done it with like nice long fermented artisanal breads from like lodge bread and tried to make a PBJ and it like it just don't taste right. Yeah, I tried to make it in a pita once. Weird. Yeah, oh I've I've done a lot of that. I've done yeah. a lot of tort like corn tortilla PB and J's. I've never done that. You've never done that? I have standards, honey. (laughs) Snap, snap. No, because I mean, a lot of the times if I'm like about to go into a workout or something and I haven't had any calories, I'll just like take whatever, like rice cake or tortilla, and I'll just like swipe that in peanut butter, squirt a jelly, get some fat, get some carbs in there, and just kind of apply it to my face. One time at night, I had like three spoons of peanut butter, and then I couldn't breathe, and then I read it, and I looked it up on Reddit, like, peanut butter short of breath, and then... (laughs) What? (laughs) I thought I was going to (laughs) die. Yeah, do you think I have like a late onset peanut allergy? No, I I thought I was dying, because it was literally like stuck in my chest, and I'm like... (gasps) And I realized that I just ate it too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I know the exact, I know the exact thing that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know when you eat too many spoons of peanut butter because you're like whatever it happens when I chug whole milk too fast yeah, it's yeah. just the fat kind of sticks in your like, gullet I was like what yeah, like, yeah. I needed to go to, I was yeah, about yeah. to call my parents and be like I gotta go to hospital because I ate too much peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> and then I went on Reddit and they're like you just ate too much peanut butter too fast just breathe it out <laughs> I was oh, like man. thanks Reddit you know what I realized about peanut butter the other day what that it's one of the like uniquely American foods that I'm like yeah. very proud of Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'd call myself a particularly patriotic person, mm-hmm. you know, but like, you know, the Olympics, I'm going to root for America. I like America. I like America. I've been yeah. having a good time here, you know, no places without its faults. But like peanut butter is one of those things that makes me patriotic. That's nice. And I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm glad like, because a lot of other people hate peanut butter. So many other cultures around the world have peanuts, right? Uh, Peanuts are in Thai food, you know, Uh Chinese food, Vietnamese food. Boiled peanuts are a big thing in, in, uh, like, for Vietnamese snacking. Uh, Peanuts, they grow them in the Inca Empire. And, like, apparently they made peanut paste in the Inca Empire. But it's, like, peanut butter as we know it today. 
is very uniquely American. Also, I thought George Washington Carver invented it. I was just about to say, shout out to George Washington Carver. Yeah, general shout out to George Washington Carver yeah. for being uh, one of the foremost American agricultural scientists, well, the yeah. foremost American the. agricultural scientist, yep. um, and developed like 105 different food products out of, peanut, out of peanuts. But apparently he was just like 20 years later than when peanut butter was like actually invented mm. and kind of popularized. Mm-hmm. But he made like shampoo, he made like medications out of peanut butter, or out of peanuts. He like uh, used peanuts for soil regeneration. That's just nice. a general shout if you don't know a lot about George Washington Carver, just do a quick Google little lookup. Yeah, Google him. Uh, that could explain it better than we ever could. Uh, but that said, peanut butter apparently made its like kind of debut as a mass product in the 1904 World's Fair. Nice. Okay. And then like it kind of ended up in high society, and so you saw a bunch of weird peanut butter usages. <laughs> okay. Like at the Vanity Fair tea room, they were serving just like watercress with like a gob of peanut butter, and they're like, maybe this is how you use it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's funny how like peanut butter and jelly ended up becoming the big thing and it's also something that like Europeans just don't understand. It's just such a good combo. It's, it's I think it's it works. Delightful. How do you feel about almond butter, sun butter? Mad about it. Mad really? as hell about it. You don't it. like almond butter? I don't oh. like peanuts are the best nuts. Sign me up. Even well, if no, we're going not. they are they're not one they're not even a nut through legume. <laughs> I know, I know, no, I know. Uh, a cashew is the best nut. No, cashews are they're too fatty, they're too soft, they're a duh, weak nut. Duh, Almonds duh. are too hard, they're a cold unfeeling nut. I want a nice middle nut, just a, a nut that rides the line mm-hmm. of like, you know, it, it's just fatty enough. It's got Josh, good earthy flavor to it. Life is about the peaks and the valleys, man. Why can't your pe- why can't your nut butter be a peak or a valley? I don't want that. I want a, I want, I want a consistent nut butter. I have so many peaks and valleys in my own life, you know, uh, uh, emotional highs, emotional lows, <laughs> yeah. dealing with unexpected things in life, sure. just grieving, a uh, total elation. I don't want my nut butter, I especially don't want my PB&J, to follow any of that pattern. I want that to be my rock. What are you going to do when your kid has a peanut allergy? You're going to kill Oh, man. You know what? What's I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to exposure therapy the kid and then you can't like listen. In schools, you cannot give peanut butter sandwiches. You can you literally cannot. Like schools are not free now. Are are, are we the generation that kills I know there's been a lot to do about millennials <laughs> killing, you know, chilies and Barnes <laughs> Noble and all uh, this. Are we going to be the generation that kills peanut butter? We're we're, we're killing what? Cereal already, I think right? So. Cereal's taking a big downturn. I think I think it depends on the allergies. I think I think more and more kids are getting <sighs> allergic to things. Let's so. let's just pretend that we're both doctors cuz we basically are, right? We both I- I could have done buckets in medical school. Oh yeah, I would have. I would have probably really struggled. Anytime there's Jeopardy, you know that the medical stuff. Uh, You look alveoli. You look at me and I answer the medical Jeopardy questions. Brachial. What is kidneys? (laughs) What is avuncular brestiosis? (laughs) (laughs) Big natural brestiosis. (laughs) But no, isn't something like kids got peanut allergies today because they haven't been exposed to peanuts or something? You know, I actually read something about it, and I think it's the way that Americans process peanuts Um, that creates allergies. And a lot of other countries, the way that they like, I think, boiling or frying or cultivating, they do it in a different way that creates less of a peanut allergy. That's been like one of the speculations about yeah. gluten intolerance in America too. Might is the, be fact, the way that it's milled and stuff. Yeah, the fact that we like, I guess, kill flour so early on in the process mm-hmm. because a lot of bakers talk about baking with like live flour where the sure. germ is still blah 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 active or something. The endosperm. Yeah, that's it. Endosperm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and with all the big naturals and sperm <laughs> talk. Um, but anyways, that's a lot of the theory of why so many Americans are quote unquote gluten intolerant. Sure. And I keep using quote unquote because I, I don't know that there's any. 
I think there's some there's some validation. Yeah, in, I mean, all allergies. all you can do is take people sort of at their word, right? There's yeah. no like mouth swab, or you can go like, yes, you are gluten intolerant. But if you're like, I eat bread and my tummy hurts, <laughs> then it's like, well, yeah, you, obviously you should stop doing that. Fun fact. Anything I eat, <laughs> I feel like crap all the time. <laughs> yeah. I could be allergic to so many foods, and I don't know it just because I'm always hurting. I have a fun activity for you. I realize I'm allergic to bananas. Josh, can every you... time I eat a banana, my mouth hurts and I but burp a lot. But that's your favorite sandwich. It's my favorite. I'm not gonna stop what? eating it. Okay, I have a fun activity for you and I to do. One day, Maggie is gonna drive us to an allergist, and we're gonna get allergy tested. Like, have you ever seen like whenever they like, poke your back with like a bunch of different things? Yeah, yeah. I think you and I should go do a full conclusive allergy test and find out what we're allergic to and never eat those things ever again. Oh, no. I'll find out what I'm allergic to, but I'm, I'm going to make my own damn decision. Nicole, my body listens to me, okay? I don't take orders from my body. No, 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 no. The, 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 the pleasure center of brain control, we're steering the ship. We're the captain. But think about the quality of life if my you find ma- out you're allergic to coconut. No, I'm going to keep eating the coconut. I really love nata de coco, the little oh. young coconut cubes. Wow, wow, wow. Every time I get a coconut water, the canned stuff, I try my best to find the one with the cubes because with pulp, I like the dude. chew. Shout out to mm. my brother for showing me that stuff when I was like 12. Coconut water with pulp. Yeah. Oh, and wait, wait, I feel like there's some PB&J stuff they didn't touch on. But there's another thing. I would much rather do the allergy panel than do the... <laughs> panel. What? The allergy panel. That's Isn't that what, what it's, it's called? called? No, that's what it's called. You're right. Yeah, I'd much rather do an allergy panel than the other thing, which is um, systematically removing foods from your diet for like a month. Yeah. And then reintroducing them. That sounds like hell on earth to me. Ugh, I can't. And I am so sorry to anyone who's ever had to do that because I would I would die. I think just the line of work that we're in and just the yeah. people we are. Yeah. And like our general hobbies. Like I take so much joy in just sure. going out and eating all Whatever. the things I can. Yeah. Crunchy or smooth? We already debated this in the podcast. You know, I love crunchy, but for sandwiches, I'm smooth. <laughs> are you really? You traitor. I, but let me tell you what it is. No, Laura Scudder's is crunchy smooth peanut butter. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, so the gritty. Like what? It's there's, gritty. Yeah, it's a false binary between crunchy and smooth. There's crunchy smooth and there's gritty. Okay, and I, I like, like a good gritty. gritty peanut butter. Okay, I like gritty. I like smooth in certain uh, instances. I do love Jif, though. I know. I, I love a I good mana texture. It's like um, Chowan Mushi, right? Chowan Mushi, the steamed what? Japanese egg custard. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. You okay, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're in it for the texture. It's got a beautiful texture, yeah, or like yeah. a flan. That's what I want in my peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, the peanut butter, you can like make like a really nice, like, like when you get a good scoop of pe- peanut butter, it like, mm, oh. It's sensual. It is. Peanut butter is, the people are sensuous. Peanut butter is it's sensual. sensual. <laughs> Josh, what have we learned about each other? I think I think we learned that, Nicole, you and I seem more different than we actually are. Uh-huh. And really, when we're out here, all we want is a big old jar of Jiffy Naturals, <laughs> just a big natural <laughs> peanut butter. Uh, and, you know, we, we want to both feel like we're making the best decisions for ourselves, that we're being mm-hmm. like a little bit healthy. You know, we try and uh, practice moderation. You know, you seem to prefer to have seeds stuck in your teeth. I don't like that because I'm always worried that my teeth are going to fall out if a seed wedge is in between them. Mm-hmm. And that frightens me because I have a lot of stress dreams about going to the dentist. Uh, okay. And I think that's it. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call... Opinions are like casseroles. You know what we didn't get to talk about during... Dave's Killer Bread. No, okay, yeah. Wait, Dave's Killer Bread, one, Dave was a multiple-time convicted felon. (laughs) I think so. I believe, and then started, like, selling his bread at farmer's markets. Yeah. And then now it's, like, the the most successful, fastest-growing bread brand in the history of the world? Looks like it. Good for Dave. 
shout out to Dave. A true rags to riches. A true rags Sorry. to riches. Uh, uh, employees, former felons, everyone deserves a second chance, all that. Prison industrial complex. Number two, World War II. You didn't get to, you love talking I about love World ta- War II. I love talking about World War II's influence buff. on food. Such yeah. a history buff you uh, are. World War II, uh, peanut butter and jelly were in rations because they were both heavily domestic products that they didn't have to import and okay. use extra shipping costs. Mm-hmm. So they were not only in rations, but peanut butter and jelly stamps were also in the food stamp book that they gave to like civilians for rations. Uh-huh. And so that was a big part in popularizing peanut butter and jelly across America. That's very World War II rations. Huh. Thanks, World War II. Thanks, World War II. You, you know, <laughs> did some bad things yeah. specifically to the groups of people that we identify with. Peanut butter. Yeah, what about hey. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Take it away, Josh. Right, back, back, to, back to the opinions. First, we got M. Jade McD. Fruit plus cheese is a far more delicious pear than meat plus cheese. This is loaded. Let's analyze the two terms here. We got meat, animal flesh, cheese, fermented titty milk. <laughs> um, I think that uh, all milk comes from titties, except almond milk. That's oh, almond oh. titties. Do we do? Have we ever done? Is all, should almond milk be called milk? We should. We should do that. We will. Anyways, um, write that uh, down. I, I think meat plus cheese is maybe a bit overrated. Okay, this this is this is sending me char- charcuterie vibes. Yeah. And, you know, let me tell you, since I've moved in and I've been, like, on my own, I make a mean cheese board. But do you, do you eat the meats and the cheeses together? No, because I have a kosher house. Oh. But oh. when I go out. Thou shalt not boil the calf in thy mother's milk. <laughs> you best believe that I'm going to town on some prosciutto and whatever else. But do you enjoy the cheese with the prosciutto? To you, is it, I do they go part d- and parcel? I do, but recently, the more that I enjoy fruit and cheese, like a pear, an apple, a grape, paired with the proper cheese, it's like phenomenal. I don't know. Gosh, I don't know. I, I love, I had a nice fruit salad out at brunch that had like a whipped ricotta on it. You had a fruit salad? Yeah, I love fresh fruit, dude. I eat a lot of fresh fruit. That's, That's the so thing good. that I really enjoy. Good for um, you. Yeah, got big into fruit during quarantine. Good for you. I realize I love it. I could just eat bushels of grapes. Bushels. Also, Whole Foods, why is grapes so expensive? <laughs> you Why are you buying your grapes from Whole I Foods? I shouldn't have. It was just, it was like Never? on the way back from uh-uh. like, I was buying a shirt at the mall, and there was a Whole Foods no. on the way back, and we're like, oh, let's do it. Never no, do no, your no. whole week's grocery shopping No, no, My no. God. No, 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 no. You got to get your berries from Ralph's or Pavilions, and then you're going to get the jarred stuff, the good jarred stuff you get from Whole Foods. Yeah, the f- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> anyways, what I'm saying is I, I kind of love all of these things separately. I don't know that I need cheese to touch any of them. Like, I love a cheesesteak cheeseburger but that's really only american cheese i, I don't get anything i don't get anything out of any other cheese on a cheeseburger other than american really ditto with a cheesesteak i the only cheese i want on it is either american or cheese whiz i don't know if i i love a good cheese but i kind of just like it separately as its own thing or like in a salad that's I love. fair cheese on vegetables yeah this is what's not represented here cheese it's on vegetables. vegetables is the best mm. And that's what I want. Like, even on pizza, I don't need the meat and cheese together. Yeah, me either. I'm not the biggest, like, pepperoni or, like, chicken. I love a vegetable and cheese pizza. And then if it's, like, a a meat pizza, I don't even need cheese on it. Give me the tomato and the meats and the bread. Yeah, the the idea of a meat lover's pizza honestly makes me, like, low-key sick. Yeah, it's it's honestly not my favorite. A lot of meat. It is not my favorite. Especially pepperoni is such a strong, strong flavor. I love it, but I'd much rather have a veggie pizza. Yeah, I don't really get down. You know what? A nice thing, though, is like an apple pie with cheddar baked into the crust. That's a cool dish. Yeah, that's good. That's a cool dish. I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Josh Foster says, my opinion is that if I had to choose only one food, it would be chicken. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I have um, I have the same opinion. Um, My one food? Frick. It would be pasta. <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess like if you had to live off of one food for the rest of your life, well, it, would, it would probably beans. Beans are probably oh, the beans. best actual answer. Beans as far as like sustaining life. I think beans. Complete protein. I mean, good uh, carbs, fiber. My want is pasta. My need is beans. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Uh, the thing with chicken, though, if I had to choose one meat for the rest of my life, it would be bone in skin on chicken thigh. Mine would be probably tuna. Tuna? Like can, can? No. Any, any well, kind of tuna. I guess you can can your own tuna. I if can do any kind tuna. of tuna. What kind of tuna? Are you talking about like ahi? Or are you talking about like like a bluefin uh, or tuna. albacore? Ah, uh, tuna. Just tuna. All tuna. You get mercury poisoning, you die. Oh, I um, will? Sometimes I eat chicken thighs, though, and I'm just like, there's no better meat. I, I like, like chicken thigh too. What a treat, dude! And you almost can't breast, overcook them. Yeah, I like chicken breast and chicken thigh. Chicken breast is good, but you gotta. There's like a five degree temp range where your chicken breast is either good or crappy. I made a mean gochujang chicken the other day. Yeah, with chicken breast. Yes. You brine um, it? No. I don't know. I, I, mar- I marinated it, which you <laughs> don't believe to in too. I, I need to issue a retraction. I do believe in <laughs> marination. Um, I just I was in a mood when I said that earlier. Um, but no, I man brining chicken breast. That's a good time. All right, we got at Blue Cat Silver. Warm cake is better than cold cake. Melty frosting be damned. Live a little bit. I once tried to pour ganache over a hot cake, and I ended up with like a gallon of ganache just on my kitchen floor, and I was trying to like scoop it back up. Just like, no, my son. Oh, man. Um, Warm cake versus, yeah, I think I'd agree with that. This reminds me of my friend Yvonne Sipos. <laughs> Shout out to Yvonne Sipos. She out there. was the f- so I worked at a chocolate store and I was 19 years old. I was young. I was and I was impressionable. She would just eat like a monster. I loved her. She would just she would warm up chocolate cake and then she would pour <laughs> Strauss Creamery cream on the cake. Yes. And the warm cake would Uno absor- leche cake. <laughs> the warm chocolate cake would absorb the cream and she would be like, eat this. And I would eat and I'd be like, oh my God, this is one of the best food experiences I've ever had. Dude, yeah. No, I agree. I do the so same thing. I, I literally love- microwave cake and I put milk on it. I love warm cake, but again, the melty frosting, eh, you know, eh. If I, I could know. have both, like warm cake, maybe you need the frosting on the side. Yeah, like a, have like a, nice room like temp- a chip and dip. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've started eating uh, microwave uh, mug cakes because that's a nice little treat. You just mix. Are they individual? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, little indiv- they're not mine. They're Julia's. But, you know, it's one of those things that, like she'll keep in the house. Like she keeps little pirouette cookies in the house. Yeah. You know, Aww. the like thin pastry sure, tubes, the chocolate course. in the middle. Of course. Of course. Uh, fantastic. And she got a little microwave mug cake. If she could be a. If if Julia was any cookie, she would be a pirouette. Oh, cookie. she's such a pirouette. She yeah, is. Yeah. She is. She's a, a step below Milano. <laughs> Right at the pirouette stage. <laughs> She's such a pirouette cookie. <laughs> but anyways, these little mug cakes, they're a delight because, I mean, one, a microwave, it's just a steam-powered cooking machine. Yeah. So it steams the cake. It stays moist. So good. And it's just a hot, steaming little three bites of cake at the end of the night. Yum. And we split one, and ugh, what a treat. You put a little ready whip on it, and it melts into it. Delicious. That's a delight. And I kind of hate cakes that are taken straight out of, like, the icebox. Like, that's been a weird trend at L.A. restaurants. We're at fancy restaurants would be like our retro icebox cake, and it's just like a cold piece of cake, and everything's just hard in it. And I'm like, I don't want it. Um, LA needs to like revamp a lot of its desserts. Figure it out, yeah. LA. Figure out LA your desserts. Is... Hire pastry chefs; they do good work. Yeah, pastry chefs are very talented. Like, give them their flowers. That's what I'm saying. Okay. okay. Ooh, at Kenzie underscore RT, grilled cheese with bacon bits in it is god food. Yes, correct, Amundo, because the bacon bits slightly melt and render with the melted cheese, and then bacon bits over bacon strips because you get bacon in every bite. It's basically a bacon infused cheese. Making it still a grilled cheese and not a melt. I agree. Dip it in ranch. You win. I don't like bacon in my grilled cheese. No. 
What the hell? It's not for Nicole, me. Nicole, why have you for forsaken me. me? It's not for me. What are you, God? <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not my thing. Um I do love a good a good basil pesto grilled cheese. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fair. That's my place. Bacon, bacon, grilled cheese, and then you open it. it up and you put a cold slice of tomato in there. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a grilled cheese at that point because we're getting <laughs> we're sandwich. getting another territory. But that's a great sandwich in my opinion. It doesn't do it for me. I can't. Mm. I can't. Enjoy I, I can it. understand. Bacon is a really powerful flavor. Yeah. Sean Patrick Little says Dr Pepper and Southern Comfort is better than rum and coke. <sighs> I think you might be right. What? I like Southern Comfort a lot. Why? Do, okay. Um, Who doesn't like Southern Comfort? The only time Dang. I had Southern Comfort was when let's. Imagine I was of legal drinking age because I sure I was. So you were twenty uh, one, of course. Um, and it was outside at like a UCLA tailgate game, and it was just like a hundred degrees. And Southern Comfort, Ugh. it was the Southern Comfort was probably a hundred degrees. It was in the trunk, Ugh. and we're drinking it straight out of the bottle and putting it in one of those like beer drinking helmets, but straight Southern Comfort. Ugh. And so I only have bad associations with it. Also, Southern Ugh. Comfort technically is not a whiskey; it is technically a whiskey flavored vodka. Yeah, I'm down. Great. You, I'm you, down you. Dr. Pepper, I don't love as an alcohol mixer either because there's not enough acid in it. Okay. Coke has more acid in it. And I think rum and Coke probably works better than whiskey Coke as well. I don't like rum and Coke either. I, I don't li- like rum and Coke. I like Jack and Coke. And you Jack prefer Jack and Coke? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I, Jack, <laughs> like whiskey got a little bit more bite, a little bit more spice to it. But I think <laughs> rum, you get that sweeter palate on it. I haven't been to a bar in a long time. I don't remember <laughs> what drinks are called. <laughs> well, I mean, I would never get like a rum and Coke at a bar. I always, you know, gin and tonic is my go. If, if it's a bar, like a party bar where you're supposed to get, you know, a drink like that and you're not supposed to order an actual cocktail. I don't think I've ever just had like rum and something. Really? Yeah. I think in my mind, I'm just like, rum is way too sweet. Oh, interesting. But. No, I think rum Coke with a splash of lime called a Cuba Libre is like a pretty good drink. Um, and then dark and stormy, you know, rum, little rum and ginger beer. I've had a dark and stormy. That's a nice that's little good. spice oh, rum in there. Oh, that's uh, good. Dr. Pepper's a mixer. I, 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 don't, I don't mess with it. All right. At Jeff McCourtney, Spindrift is the ultimate seltzer by a mile. Yes, sir. Agreed. Spindrift is, it's everything I want. It is just a ton of citrus juice. It's so acidic. In sparkly water, I know, and I can handle so so much acid. That's why my enamel is terrible. Oh, Josh, it's so acidic. Mm. Sometimes it's too acidic for me. No, you gotta lean into it. You gotta get the heartburn. I like LaCroix. I love Spindrift. If it's there, I'll drink it. I love Spindrift. I had a weird moment the other day where where I let a LaCroix kind of sit on my desk for like 20 minutes, and then I took a sip of it, and it was kind of flat, kind of warm. And it just reminded me of drinking like a flat, warm beer at a party. Mm-hmm. And it made me almost gag. Oh. I like almost gagged on a LaCroix the other day. It was a really weird experience. There's no, okay, the best, the best like seltzer water or whatever is the San Pellegrino Limoncello or the Blood Yeah, Orange. but that, that's just soda. That's just, I like that's it. That's got the sugar in it. It's delicious. I of like course. it the most. <laughs> it's candy drink. Uh, no, Topo Chico is the best. I don't care for Topo Chico. You don't care for Topo I thought it's, I knew you. It's okay. You don't know nothing. <laughs> you only know what I this show. the busiest. <laughs> you only know what I show. We're I all love- wearing a mask. <laughs> Halloween's just the day where we decide to show it to others. I also like Perrier and Pellegrino. I love uh, my Perrier's mo- good. My mother-in-law always has a bottle of Pellegrino waiting for me. And Pellegrino's she too knows flat. It's not a bubble. I want sharper bubbles. She knows I love the b- fizzy bubelech. I'm, oh, the fizzy bubelech. <laughs> the gas- gasos? What? Is that a... I think it's an Armenian brand. 
Oh, yeah, the peach one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've that's had it at Mini Kebab. Stuff. It's really good. Uh, yo, Armenian tarragon soda. Oh. That's where it's at. That's good. I don't know if we're talking about the best seltzer anymore, but Armenian <laughs> tarragon soda is a friggin' delight. You want to know why it's so good? Because after you eat something like heavy or meaty or mm. like, or like you know, just heavy, that tarragon soda cuts through all of that. You let out a loud belch oh. and you can go on about your day. Oh, beautiful. That's why it's the best. It's like the way a tamarindo jaritos cuts true. through the tacos. True, true. Oh, so Soda pairings, mm, give me that. We should do that. We yeah. should have an episode where we eat the food and then the best complimentary soda to go. Orangina with, it. with jambon beurre. Yo, what's that? There's. <gasps> I love oh. Orangina. I love Orangina. It's the pulp. It's the pulp. It's we a pulpy pulp. soda. We just love pulp, don't we? But I don't love orange juice with pulp. I love pulpless orange juice, but mm. I love the pulp and orangina. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's the there's an Italian soda. It's like a little bit bitter. And I'm not going to remember the freaking name of it. It's not Limonata. It's not Limonata, no. It's like a dark soda that's got We've kind of like We've featured it on GMM before. We have. Mm-hmm. It is a freaking delight, though. It's got yeah. one of those like quinine one of those weird roots that they dug up in the 1800s and I've put had in an aperitif. Delicious. That soda would be really good with like, I don't know, I'd chase some pizza with that. Yeah. It's just like a darker, danker cola. Really mm. good. Ooh, here's a good one. Mutually Assured Distraction. Great name. I used to eat peanut butter and American cheese sandwiches. You sure did. Um, <laughs> I I understand why you would like this. You know what I mean? I don't like it, but I know why you would like it. Um, no, I, I don't love this. I've had it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made it. I've tried it grilled. I've tried it plain. It's it's not my thing. I think it's because the texture of American cheese and peanut butter are too similar. So similar. That said, one of my favorite sandwiches, I think you know where, where I'm going with this, peanut butter, and this has to be crunchy. For whatever reason, this has to be crunchy peanut butter with bananas and mayonnaise. Boom. Banana, mayonnaise, peanut butter. My that high school girlfriend- freaking disgusting. Whose parents were from Kentucky, from Louisville, Kentucky- and they would eat banana mayonnaise peanut butter sandwiches. That sounds vomit. Dude, it's really good. I didn't think it would be good, but it's it's the salty sweet. Because like peanut butter, people think of it as sweet, and there is sugar added to American peanut butter, but it's really not that much. There's a lot more salt in peanut butter than sugar. Um, I get that. I and get so I that. think that's why it works with jelly so well. Uh, but that said, you get the extra salty and a little bit of acid from the mayonnaise Mm-mm. countering the sweet of the banana. You're I understand why people would be disgusted by it. Yeah, Ma- bananas covered in mayonnaise. Stop. Bananas. Um, but it, it is truly one of life's delights. Like, I don't eat it very often. <laughs> uh, but every time I do, I'm just like, man. This is Mm-mm. good food. You start to re- you start to like rethink your life decisions when you're like spreading mayonnaise on the final piece of bread about to put it down because you're like this doesn't seem right. Yeah. But then it gets in your mouth and that's that's good stuff. All right, we got here we go. Aaron underscore grainy. When I'm sad, I melt chocolate and peanut butter in the microwave and eat it with a spoon. It's amazing. Aaron, why are you sad? You want to <laughs> talk about it? I mean, we all get sad sometimes. When I'm sad, you know what's the best thing to do when you're sad? Huh. Cry. Yeah. Let it out. I guess. I don't. I, Let I, it out. I haven't cried in like uh, over a decade. Oh my God. Do you want to cry together? I don't think so. No, no, no. Maggie, I just, I rage screw the al- Maggie, screw the allergy test. Me and Josh are going <laughs> to sit in a room and cry together. You try and make me cry? I'm not going to make you cry. You're going to cry in your own what, What's your sad food other than crying? What's your go to sad food? I don't have a sad food. What do you mean you don't have a sad food? I don't have a sad food. Of course, everyone has their sad food. I haven't thought about it. You talk it. about eating prosciutto out of the fridge. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's right? the one. That's the that's one. That's sad food. Yeah, that's my yeah, sad no, food. Yeah, no, mine's, mine's uh, peanut butter and jelly. Truly, it is my sad food. It's my comfort food because it's my sad food. Well, 
Man, on that note, <laughs> thank you for... Well, being sad is a natural anyways. On that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Anhenizade with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your fabulous dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. We'll see you next time.